Hey, Grace Christian Fellowship, so glad that I get to join you today. I'm in this beautiful spot in Larned, Kansas at the Santa Fe Trail where they have this historic church that I get to preach from uh, for you today. Now, uh, why am I preaching to you on video? Well, this last week, my wife and I, we got to go to uh, an awesome pastor's conference in Nashville, Tennessee, where we uh, were challenged a lot and grew a lot. But also today, when we were coming home from that, I started to feel a little sick. So I got a test and sure enough, I'm positive uh, for Corona. And so with that, I know I can't be with you today, but I wanted us to continue in our series on Gideon. So let's step into the church and let's talk about Gideon. So excited to jump into week two of our series on Gideon with you. Uh, last week we talked about uh, this fact that the Israelite people for seven years they've been hiding out from their enemies from the east, the uh, Midianites, the Amalekites, and the people from the east that keep coming in, uh, destroying their crops, uh, destroying their animals, and uh, making them flee to the hills. In fact, um, God's answer for the Israelites who are crying out saying, God help us, his answer is this man named Gideon. Now, uh, God sends an angel to Gideon and Gideon is actually hiding out when we find him. He's in a wine press threshing wheat, which is not something that would normally happen. And as he's there, an angel shows up and says, mighty warrior. Now, we talked about this fact that God called this out in Gideon, this idea that even though he was hiding, even though he was afraid, God saw him as this mighty warrior. And, and, and there's things in our lives, things that we see in ourselves that maybe you're not afraid, but maybe you're struggling with a certain sin, a certain issue. Maybe you're not having consistency in following God. Maybe you're not leading your family the way that you want to. And God is calling you to step in and have this mighty warrior moment where he's wanting you to become the mom or the dad that you need to be for your kids. He's wanting you to become financially responsible like you know that you should. He's wanting you to overcome that addiction. And uh, we, we talked about this idea that with Gideon, even though God was calling him to save his people, before he could go and fight the battle and destroy the enemy, he needed to take care of some things at home. Just like before we take on this call that God might lay on your heart in some type of way, we need to make sure that we're taking care of our private worship with the Lord. Forgetting he needed to go tear down some idols in his life. He needed to, to tear down uh, the, the worship of, of Baal and the Asherah pole and begin to give sacrifices to the Lord. And so he did that. And even though it made the people angry, even though um, Gideon was afraid to do this, I think it was something that caused the people to take note of Gideon and, and that God was doing this new thing. It seemed like uh, people were entrenched in their fear. They were entrenched in worshiping false gods. And, and Gideon stands up and says, no more. Right. And he tears this down. And this is where we start off today. He, he fixed this private problem and now he's stepping into uh, this battle with his enemies. In fact, in Judges chapter six, verses 33 on, it begins to say this. Now, all the Midianites, the Amalekites, and the other Eastern people joined forces and crossed over the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. Now, a little bit later in this passage, it will tell us that um, they brought in so many people and so many camels, which was actually not common, that they would be fighting battles on camels. 
but that they did uh, brought in so many people that it was like locusts had come into the area. It, it was like um, there was so many camels that uh, it says that there was like the sand on the seashore. Now, this is uh, would be a scary sight, right? Think about Gideon being up and seeing these enemies of him cross over and they outnumber them so much. Well, God calls something new out in Gideon, right? And Gideon's not just going off of his own strength anymore. He's going off of the strength that God has given him. So look what happens next in verse 34. Then the spirit of the Lord came on Gideon and he blew the trumpet, summoning the Abizarites to follow him. He sent messengers throughout Manasseh, calling them to arms and also into uh, Asher and Zebulon and Nephtali so that they went up to meet them. So first off, we need to see this. Gideon calls out to the people and they begin to gather. This is something where they're recognizing his leadership, but why are they recognizing it? I don't want us to miss this. It says that the spirit of the Lord came on him. God was with him. God was what was going to make him mighty, not himself. And I want to kind of pause here for a moment because uh, kind of a mini commercial. In October, I'm going to be talking about the Holy Spirit throughout the entire month. The same spirit that, that comes in, then the spirit of God came on Gideon. This same spirit lives in any person who claims Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we're going to talk about this part of God, this part of the our uh, one God who's triune in spirit. And it's going to be a lot of fun as we unpack this. But the way that you're going to get um, really the biggest benefit from learning about the Holy Spirit is if you join a life group. In fact, right after service today, you can go out in the foyer and you're going to be able to uh, pick a life group to be able to sign up for. We're going to have leaders out there and you can say, hey, this date and this time, it works for me. But I, I so want you to jump in with us into a life group as we study about the Holy Spirit in October, both in our messages and in our life groups. Well, this spirit of the Lord comes on Gideon. They gather their troops and they're getting ready to go down and fight this enemy that has crossed the Jordan. And here's what happens. Uh, Gideon kind of has this moment of, all right, God, you've already sent an angel. You've already called me into this. But is this really what you want me to do? Right. God's given him this calling, but he wants to double check on it. So what does Gideon do? He decides that he's going to have God kind of show him some signs. So he says, God, I'm going to lay out this fleece. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to make the fleece soaking wet. And I want the dry, the ground around it to be dry. And so uh, Gideon does that. And, and God, sure enough, the next morning, Gideon wakes up, squeezes out the fleece, water drips out of it. And, but the dry ground around it is there. And Gideon is kind of thinking, oh, is this just a coincidence? And so he says, God, forgive me, but tonight, can you make the ground around the fleece wet and can you make the fleece dry? And sure enough, Gideon wakes up the next day. He goes out and God has done this. Now, some people will look at this part of the story and they'll think to themselves, man, where's Gideon's faith? Why was he testing God? And, and here's what I want us to realize. First off, Gideon is in Hebrews chapter 11 at the, the Faith Hall of Fame where they list 
some people. So uh, God wasn't looking at this saying, oh, Gideon doesn't have faith. But in fact, God was looking at this and saying, all right, Gideon, I'm going to show you that I really am calling you into this. And, And why do I want to pause and talk about this? When you're having a mighty warrior moment, when you're feeling like God is calling you to do a new work, sometimes what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're not making that up on our own. Right? We need to make sure that it's not the bad Taco Bell from the night before that, that's giving us this idea that, oh, God's calling us into this. No, we need to really go before the Lord and, and we need to make sure that we're hearing his voice well. And how do we do that? We do that by diving into his word. God would never ask us to do something that goes against his word. Also, we need to make sure that we're going into prayer. We need to talk to other Christian brothers and sisters as well about what we feel like God is calling us into. And so sure enough, God shows up to Gideon. And even though Gideon's called the people, um, now God has shown Gideon once again, yes, I'm calling you into this. So look what happens next. In uh, verse seven, start, or chapter seven, starting in verse one, it says this, early in the morning, Jerubbabel, which is Gideon, and all of his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moriah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I can't deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear, I love this part, may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So, hear this, 22,000 men left. They only had like 32,000 people there, and 22,000 of them leave and go back because they're trembling with fear. God says, hey, Gideon, uh, you know how you, there's all these people that look like locusts swarming into the area. There's all these camels that look like the sand on the seashore. Hey, you're 32,000? It's too many. I want to make sure that I get the glory, not the Israelites, not you, Gideon. And this is so important. When you think about a mighty warrior moment that God is calling you into, here's what I want you to realize. You should not be getting the glory. God should be the one who's getting the glory for the actions that we're taking. If at any point we're being selfish, at any point it's about us, then we are wrong. So God thins the herd in a sense, right? And then what happens? God's like, hey, it's still too many men. So God tells Gideon, here's what I want you to do. Uh, You see that water down there? I want you to go have your men all go and drink out of the water. And any of the men who, who picks up the water and laps it like a dog out of their hands, I want you to keep those men. And I'm kind of thinking like, all right, if anybody's picking that up and lapping that like a dog, these are the guys you don't want, right? Like, this is awkward and a weird way to drink water. Like, what are you thinking, right? But this is what God says. Hey, take these men and anybody who just sucks the water up straight from the stream, send them home. And anybody who laps it like a dog, keep them. Now listen to how God weeds out the people even further before they go into this battle. 300 of them drank from cupped hands and lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites 
into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. Now the camp of Midian lay below him in the valley. Now imagine this, right? All these people are down in the valley. Their enemies down in the valley. The Israelites are up high. They're looking down on these people. And can you just imagine as God has weeded them down to 300 strong now, 300 strong. They're looking down at these men that are camped out, sleeping for the night. And what thoughts would go through your head? I, I know what some thoughts would go through my head. I'd be like, God, are you serious? Like, is this for real? Like, uh, are we really going to be able to do this? And so God has something for Gideon. He says, Gideon, I want to just continue to reassure you. And I think God is so amazing in this way. He says, Gideon, I want to continue to reassure you that I'm in charge of this, that I'm making you a mighty warrior. And so uh, even though these enemies have come in, even though these enemies have been defeating the Israelites for seven years, look at what happens. The Lord said to Gideon, uh, with the 300 men that laughed like a dog, I'm going to give the Midianites into your hands. So let the, all, all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300. Now the camp of Midian lay below them in the valley. During the night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp, because I am going to give it into your hands. So Gideon wants, God wants Gideon to sneak down into the camp. If you're afraid to attack, he says, go down to the camp with your servant, uh, Pearl, and listen to what they are saying. Afterwards, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura and his, uh, with his servant went down to the outpost of the camp. And listen to what they hear while they're down at this camp. Verse 13, Gideon arrived just as a man was telling his a friend his dream. I had a dream, he said. A round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such a force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelites, God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. So Gideon hears this. He praises the Lord and he sneaks back up to the camp of the Israelites. He is ready to go to battle now. He knows that God is for them and that God is going to win this battle for them. Gideon is called to take these faith steps, but not without God's power. So what happens? Gideon sneaks back up. He, he tells the 300 men. He, he, he gives them uh, candles and, and, and something to cover it with, these bowls, and, and, and he gives them these trumpets. And, and he tells them, follow my lead. And they spread out uh, above this camp. And Gideon says, do what I do. And look what they do in verse 22. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men of the camp to turn on each other with their swords. Right? Here's what Gideon and his men did. 
Right, they, they have this bowl covering their flames. They bust the bowl and the, the flames start to light up all around the camp. They blow their trumpets, disorienting the people down below. They look up into uh, the hills and they feel like the enemy is greater than it really is. And then look what God does, right? Uh, the Israelites, they're only 300 men. How would they destroy these people? Only God, right? And this is what we need to realize. When we think about the calling that God has in our lives, the mighty warrior moments that he's wanting you and I to have, it needs to be only God moments. These moments when we realize, not by my power, not by my strength, not with my intellect, but with God's help only. We need to take these huge faith steps that only God can do it. How's he calling you to have these mighty warrior moments? Because look what happens Verse 22, when the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. The army fled to Beth Shittah and uh, toward Zerah as far as the border of Abel Mahor near Tabitha. So with this, these men, they begin to attack each other. They run away and Gideon and his men begin to pursue them. They take out two of their leaders. They call their army back to pursue these men that are running away. And God, that day, gets the glory. Gideon became this mighty warrior. Gideon became this one that really did help free the Israelites from the bondage that they were in. Here's what I want you to realize as we close up and as we think about how God's maybe calling you to have a mighty warrior moment. I want to remind you this. It doesn't happen with your own strength and your own intellect. It happens with God going before you. You knowing that he sent you to do this thing, you trusting him in the midst of it, and you leaning on God for it. Also, I need you to know this, that the only way that we can lean on God, the only way that we can uh, have mighty warrior moments with God is by first turning to God and saying, God, I believe that you came from heaven to earth, that you died on a cross for my sins, right? This is what God did when he came in flesh, when Jesus came from heaven to earth, lived a perfect and sinless life for 33 years and went to a cross, not because he couldn't uh, defend himself, because he could have called down angels and stopped it all from happening, but Jesus went to the cross and sacrificed himself for your sins and my sins, right? The things that we're trying to fix, the things that we're trying to get better at. Jesus says, I died for you. And the only way that we can walk in faith with the Lord, the only way that God can do these amazing things in our lives and us hear his voice is by us first turning our life over to him. So before you try to take any of these steps, if you haven't taken the most important step, the step of making Jesus the Lord and Savior of your life. Know that you could do that today simply by saying, Jesus, I'm sinful and I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I want to live for you all the days of my life. Be the leader of my life. You can do that right now where you're at or, or during this next song, you can come forward and our elders will be up front uh, ready to pray with you and help you take that step. Church, let's pray, and then let's worship. Father God, I thank you so much for the story of Gideon. 
God, what an encouragement. Lord, I know that I would be fearful. God, that I would be scared. But to see this story makes me want to have faith like Gideon. Makes me want you to have uh, this amazing work in my life like Gideon's life. And God, I pray for that for our church. God, I pray for those that are hearing this in the room and online, God, that they would have this type of faith, that, that they would be able to, to take steps for you, God. Lord, I pray that you would make them mighty warriors, God, that they would be able to serve their family well. God, that they would be able to make you known to their friends and in their workplaces. God, if anybody doesn't yet know you, Lord, I pray that they would be willing to pray that simple prayer today that they would be bold enough to take that first step. Father God, uh, we give you all the glory. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen.